0: Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to Infertil Life, the podcast. This is episode 208 called Victoria Nino part two. This episode is supported by Receptiva DX. Getting pregnant isn't always easy as so many of you listening know. Many couples struggle with infertility and unexplained infertility can be particularly frustrating. Receptiva DX is the only test that can identify endometriosis, progesterone resistance, and endometritis in a single sample, all causes for unexplained infertility and the success rates of IVF treatments. Receptiva DX includes BCL-6, a marker that identifies uterine inflammation, most often associated with asymptomatic, aka silent, endometriosis. BCL-6 is found in more than 50% of women with unexplained infertility and over 65% of women with two or more IVF failures. If positive for the Receptiva DX test, treatment options can improve the chances for a successful live birth five-fold. Learn more at receptivadx.com or download their app, which is also called Receptiva DX. And for $75 off, you can go to their website, order the test, and use code infertileaf23. Again, it's receptivadx.com. Use code infertileaf23. Thanks, Receptiva DX. Okay, guys, so before we get started, I just wanted to remind you to check out Fertility Rally, which is the community that Blair and I co-founded. It is a safe space for everybody navigating infertility or building their families through assisted reproductive technology. We also have Rally Guys now, which is our guys support group that's once a month and will become more frequent soon, but we wanted to do the once a month first. So check us out over on Instagram at Fertility Rally, or you can go to fertilityrally.com. All right. So my guest today, who has been on the show before, we actually did an episode two and a half years ago in September of 2020. It's Victoria Nino. She is just such a rad chick. She's a friend of mine. She's so cool. She's an open book. She has a great Instagram, Expecting Anything. And she's going to tell us what has happened since we left off. So you have to go back and listen to her first episode because it's really interesting. We get into so much about donor eggs and epigenetics and all this great stuff. And today we are going to talk about where she is now. So if you follow her, you know that she is eight and a half months pregnant, but it has been a long journey to get here between her first baby, Flo Baby, and now. So we're going to get into all of that and she's going to talk about all the things, including a spiritual pregnancy that she had and all the gypsy magic that she's into that I'm really into too, and then how she got where she is now. So also shout out to Dr. Kashani, who I adore, who is Victoria's doctor, and we're going to talk about her in the episode too. So without further ado, this is Victoria's Infertility Story. (laughs)
1: Hi, Victoria. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to to talk with you again. It's been so long. It has been long. And I have to say, you are hands down
0: one of my favorite people I've met in this community. I feel like instantly I was just like, she's just so cool and normal and open. And (laughs) I've always, I've really loved watching your Instagram and I've loved all the times that we've gotten to chat. Um, So thank you
1: so much for doing this. Thank you. That's a big compliment to be called normal. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that. I love it. Thank you. (sighs) I think you're very normal too. And I'm so happy to know you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've had some funny like DMS and stuff
0: over the years. Yeah. I think at one point I was like, you're like one of my favorite people. Is that weird? (laughs) And
2: you were
1: like, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Um,
0: Anyway. So I just re-listened to the episode that we recorded in 2020 And to just to fill everybody in, maybe if people want to go back and listen to that one and hear your entire story, they could, but just to fill people in and fill you in where we left off was Florence was two years old. Oh my gosh. And then you had done one transfer that was unsuccessful. And then you were gearing up for one more. That's where we left off. So this is two and a half years ago. I know a shit ton has happened since then. Fill us in what, what happened
1: next? so much oh my gosh that could make me cry just thinking about being back in that that conversation with you because first of all just thinking about Florence being two brings tears to my eyes like I know four and a half and she's like miss independent um totally but yeah so we had just had that transfer fail we had one more embryo left at that point from that same egg donor and I gosh put everything of of my whole soul and life into that third embryo, six months of Lupron, um, you name it. I just, every acupuncture holistic approach I tried, we did all the tests and then (laughs) I'll never forget when I went in for the transfer and, you know, back then, like my husband couldn't even come. I said to the doctor, Hey, like, you know, like we're doing it, you know, this literally legs in the air. And he said, well, don't get your hopes up, Victoria, because it's not that great of an embryo. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just got so emotional. Thank God my like acupuncture doctor was there to hold my hand because I looked at him like, really guy? That's what you're going to say to me in this moment? Like seriously, after six months of injecting myself (laughs) and all that I've been through, this is my last embryo, my last chance to give my daughter a full genetic sibling. And that's what you say to me. Wow. And, and I and and I almost didn't say anything. I almost did mm-hmm. what I like would have done, you know, 5, 10 years ago and just suck it up and cry and whatever. But I was like, "No." Like you Good can't Good for you. Me. And so he goes, "Okay. Well, I know plenty of women who have had pregnancies and ha- and and healthy babies with this type of embryo." I said, "You know what? Next time lead with that." <laughs> right. Exactly. Like read the room here, dude. Uh, That's just not okay. Not okay. So Some anyway, the, yeah. So I'm trying not to give too many spoiler alerts, but if, you know, if you follow me, you know that, that it he was right, unfortunately. Mm. Um and the the transfer did not take and we decided after that at the time, I remember I put my hand in the air. There's a picture of me on Instagram like with my fist up saying, "Hail Mary, this is it. After this transfer we're done. If it doesn't work, we're going to have one child and this is that's where we call it." Mhm. And after that failure, I, gosh, I just felt like, how could this be the end? Like, but we also were out of embryos. Um, we went back to that egg donor to see, would you possibly give us an, more eggs? You know, because at the time I felt like I needed to have a fully genetic mm-hmm. related sibling to my daughter and she kind of considered it for a lot of money and then went dark, unfortunately on us. And we also were trying to revise our agreement with her to be open so that we could know her. Um, cause we don't know her name. Actually I do now. Well, that's another progression. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I just wanted access to her. I wanted to just be able to email her once in a while and say, hey, did you, you know, as a kid, did you struggle with X, Y, Z? Because mm-hmm. I'm dealing with that right now. I'm just curious if it's a genetic thing or not, you know? Right. Definitely. So that scared her away. I'm thinking, um, again, we never got to talk to her. We're, we're relying all these other parties to communicate our message. Who knows what they're saying? Because they mm-hmm. all have an invest, a vested interest financially, which is a whole nother topic, right? Um, So long story short, she kind of we that wasn't an option for us. So we just thought this is it, and I still couldn't stop thinking about like there's this other soul out there, trying to make its way to us. Like Mm -hmm. there's this other piece of our family, and so I started looking into frozen donor eggs because we had only done fresh. Talked with a few agencies. Was very clear about hey, it's got to be an open relationship this time. You know like what what options do we have? Can I revise contracts? And long story short, we found an agency that was willing to do an open relationship with frozen donor eggs, which now it's becoming more common. But even then, you know, um, it was not very common. Most frozen Mm -hmm. donor egg relationships were all anonymous. Mm -hmm. And so they were willing to make some revisions. And so we chose a donor, a new donor. Mm -hmm. How was that process? Was it as hard as the first time?
0: No, um, I I chose her in like 15 minutes. I mean, it was
1: like, um, yep, her.
0: <laughs> right, cuz before you were saying you guys would like get a glass of wine and like oh, go through all the agonized. files and you were working with a bunch of
1: different agencies and it was like a whole thing. We agonized over it. the first donor we had. I I mean, I went blue in the face trying to find my doppelganger and Right. I shared on that call that her eggs actually ended up disappearing and then we had to cancel right before the Right. The second donor, it was a quicker process than that one, but I still was like I really need someone who has similarities to me. And so I found someone with similar, similar heritage. I mean, she could pass for a third cousin maybe, mm-hmm. you know, but it was a quicker process. And this one, my, I asked my husband, I was like, what do you think? He goes, I don't, I don't need to see her. Like whatever, just pick. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, okay. So I picked and after I picked, I showed him a, col- a picture of her. he's like, all right, cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas the second one, first and second, he was a little bit more involved, but I think right. now that we have our daughter. We're like, we're not picking our child, you know, like, I think you put so much pressure on this person and you're like, that's going to be who my child is. No. Right. Um, And we talked a lot before and we won't
0: get into all of it again, but people, if they have, if you guys haven't heard and you're listening now, we talked a lot about epigenetics, which you're really passionate about and really knowledgeable about that. I hadn't heard much about, but it was, it's so interesting to me. I'm still obsessed with that topic. So
1: I'm um, so obsessed with that
0: topic. yes. Yes.
1: And I think because we did talk about it so much in that episode, so many people reach out to me still today from that episode to ask questions about epigenetics. Yeah.
0: I always um, refer people to you. I'm like,
1: here's I, your expert. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but I am obsessed enough about yeah. it that I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> um, and I live it every day with my daughter. Totally. Right? totally. So anyway, we got six frozen donor eggs from this, this girl. Her name's Chloe. I know her name.
2: Mm-hmm. We've
1: emailed. She seems so kind, so sweet she's just said all the right things and just very open. She's like, contact me if you need me, but I'm not going to interfere. Like I'm, I'm here, you Mm -hmm. know, if you have questions. And so we got six eggs, we got two embryos out of six, which was huge. We thought Mm -hmm. one would be great, you know, right? because with the fresh cycle, we had three embryos, which, you know, we started with 31 eggs. Mm -hmm. So like, you do the math and fresh is a lot more intensive. It's more expensive. It takes longer. Frozen mm-hmm. is like, they're like, we'll ship them out today. They're ready mm-hmm. to go. You know, wow. So we got to move pretty quick, which was good because again, i had already been through hell and back to try to, you know, have a sibling for my daughter. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of time either. And I'm also, you know, now I'm 43. Mm-hmm. At the time I was 42.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: was like, I just want to move. I just want to do this, you know? And so anyway, we got the two embryos. One of them was genetically, like came through genetically, I hate to use the word normal, but tested.
2: And healthy. Then the, yeah. Healthy.
1: Yeah. And then the other was just inconclusive. And it was incl- inconclusive because they just, you know, when they get the cells, sometimes they don't get the right ones, right. but it looked great. And it was a, a day five, grade A, whatever. And so we were trying to decide which one do we do because we didn't want to know gender. We didn't care about gender. We just wanted a healthy baby. And my doctor's like, let's go with the untested one just so that we have the backup plan of the really strong, you know, one. So this was kind of a, a test run, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started doing ERA after ERA. I kept gearing up for this transfer, right? But it kept getting canceled. The first time it got canceled because I ovulated during... The ERA cycle. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Second one got canceled because I was pregnant naturally, which was a real big shock. Right, right. I went in literally for my ERA, ready to medicate myself. My my husband's in the parking lot waiting for me um, to drive me home, and she comes in with this test that I thought was a COVID test because they Mm -hmm. look the same. Totally, totally. (laughs) Which someone needs to fix that. That's very triggering. Um, Totally. And she's like, Hey, Victoria. And I was like, what? She's like, when's the last time you had intercourse? I'm like, huh? And she shows me the test. I'm like, Oh shit. I have COVID. Like still not figuring it out. Right. You know? right, right. 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 She's like, no, you're pregnant. I was like, Oh my God. No, no, I am not. Pre- like there's that's impossible. That's literally impossible. I've never been pregnant naturally in my life. I'm 42 years old. I have shit eggs. Right. There's no fucking way. Go- I was like, I'll pee again. So she's like, Okay, so I literally grabbed my paper skirt with my ass hanging out, ran <laughs> down the hallway, and I was like, "I have more pee. I'll I'll pee again." <laughs> <laughs> I was so determined to prove her wrong. You're not canceling me again. Like I'm trying to get on with this Right. Day. You know, right, right, right. So I come back, and she comes back there. and She goes, "It's darker this time." Holy so shit! What did you think in that moment? I I well, my original thought was just denial, denial, denial. This is impossible. This is impossible. There's no way something's wrong with these tests, you know. Um, I was I was actually mad. I was angry. Like, don't do this to me right now. Like, I'm trying to move on to my baby. Mm -hmm. And which in in hindsight, crazy because like this miracle happened, you know, that I should have just been like, wow. So I called my husband. I said, Hey, do you remember the last like time we had sex? (laughs) (laughs) What? And he's like, Why are you asking me? And I said, Well, because they're telling me I'm testing positive for pregnancy. I couldn't even say I'm pregnant. Right. right, right, right. I said, I tested positive for pregnancy, like it's COVID. Right. And he goes, yay, like with a question mark. And I said, no, I don't think this is a yay, honey. And he's like, okay, oh. so now what? I was like, I, they're sending me home. And he's like, okay. Oh my God. So then I had to like wait and wait and keep testing and it kept getting darker and darker and darker and my level, my HCG was going up, but it wasn't doubling. So we were all still very cautious Mm -hmm. and long story short, I miscarried and it was a pregnancy of an unknown location, which I didn't even know was a thing. I I had one of those. Yep. And which to me is like, I don't know. It's my Chinese doctor was like, it's like a spiritual pregnancy, like how, where was it? You know what I mean? It's like this baby that like existed in you right. in this location. And there's like this kind of beautiful, like serendipitous, like piece of it that I was like, really like, wow, you know, Yeah. but I never for once thought like that was my genetic child that I lost. Like so many people were like, Oh, that must have been so hard. Interesting. Like, well, why is that any harder than any of the other embryos that I lost? It's not. To me, it's mm-hmm. no they're mm-hmm. different, you know. Mm-hmm. Never occurred to me, and that and that was a big light bulb for me. Like, wow! Like I, I used to grieve that so much, and now mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, I actually feel more comfortable with egg donor because I know those eggs are healthy. You right. know, My eggs are not so
0: healthy. interesting. Yeah,
1: and had I continued in that pregnancy, I would have been so fearful, you know.
0: Right. So one of the, sorry to interrupt, but one of the things you know. I love about you is just the spiritual side, and you're very open about seeing signs from the universe and all oh, this yeah. stuff. I love all that stuff. I'm super into it as well. Yes. Can we talk about that and like get, oh, yeah. delve
1: into that a little bit more with this pregnancy and oh, just what happened wow. after that? So many signs. Mm-hmm. I so with the the two embryos that failed from the the donor that was my daughter's donor we had sort of named the soul Luna and Luna was the reason Luna came about is when I thought I was pregnant, I was still in the two week wait um, with the first one. I think it was, yeah, it was the first one. I came across this ultrasound on the beach. Like it was like, I think a, a gender reveal or something in an envelope. Actually, Florence found it. I, cr- sorry. it's right. She that hands is the me. most random thing to find ever, especially on the beach. Why? And, and the name of the company was Luna Technologies or Luna something. I don't remember. But it was like the, the ultrasound company, right? Mm-hmm. And she hands it to me. She said, Mama, I found you a letter for you. And I was <gasps> like, what? So I open it and... It shows, it's like, it's a, uh, I think it was, a, it was a girl. Yeah. I remember now I was oh like, my God. a girl. And it was like, I think what they used. they probably used it in photos on the beach and just forgot and left it there. I actually tried to track it down and give it back to the people. Cause I was like, Oh, you left your, you know, but no. One yes. Oh, wow. All right. If anybody's uh, listening and left their ultrasound, yeah, which beach I know. was it? I mean, like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I was just like, gosh, Luna. And then I just kept focusing on Luna and the moon and like,
2: Mm-hmm. what all
1: this means and so it just was and then i started seeing signs everywhere i went it was like a street called luna mm-hmm. a dog would run up to me and they'd be like luna come 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 luna mm-hmm. it was just like so much i'm like oh my god so cool and so with both embryos we kind of like i had had i've had lots of reiki and i've met with mediums and i'm like all in on the on all the gypsy magic and the totally jewelry, like, gems and crystals and all the things and there was a couple of them that said to me, it's this same soul that's trying to come back to you, and Whoa. I was like, that's, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe that with my miscarriage, with the natural pregnancy, that was her again. And I, I think that she truly has decided to be an angel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just her, her trying to get, oh, here, here come the waterworks. <laughs> I know I'm like fully welling up as oh. well. Her trying to get this one here. Um, oh. And that was her role. Yes. I, I had to go through that miscarriage yeah. and all of that loss to make space for this one. Yeah. Um, and Florence has named this one star baby. Right. Right. <laughs> Which, I, don't, you know, it's just wild to me that like the moon and the star, like I just said, what do you want to name the baby? And she said, yeah. star. Oh, it's so like, cool. okay. Mm-hmm. So we look up in the sky, we look, we talk to Luna and stars and, um, Mm -hmm. there's just this whole galaxy play and she's always been our sunshine. So it just makes sense. Yes.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: But I've just, I've had, I can't tell you how many people, like there's this one woman in particular, which I can't release her name. She's like my, my secret friend Mm -hmm. uh, who is in Australia is a mother via egg donor. And she's very psychic. She doesn't practice for a living. She's actually like a a child therapist extremely. She's like, so wise, very smart woman, but has this it's in her family for years. Like she's mm-hmm. just in here and see things. And so she has met with, um, our star baby, like multiple times, like, in oh the my God, bar, and just like full on messages, um, that she has sent to me and they have always rung to be true. Um, like what, and, can you give
0: me an example? Uh, I'm
1: trying to think. So. Things like how to talk to the baby or um, messages to me, like, hey, you need, like this one most recently I posted about was like, hey, you need to go to the ocean. She was like, I don't know why Star Baby's telling me that you need to go to the ocean, but you need to go to the ocean. And so, it, it, and ironically, that morning or the night before, we had just changed locations of our maternity shoot to the beach when it was supposed to be in a field. I was oh my like, God. Yeah and I've been in a lot of pain. And so I accidentally got wet. Like the ocean just kind of took me out and I came back in and I had like zero pain. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. Like, like, like healing like, waters. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like even I I was just like so blown away by it. Or like how to how to make some decisions along the way about like my my treatments and what to do and just very clear direction on things or reassurance when I was worried. Like they would say, you know, this, there's a shift happening. Like, oh, the month was really important. Like it was very clear that star baby needed to be born in, in March. I love all
0: this. I'm all yeah. in as well. I'm all in.
1: Right. And then also like when all those cancels were happening of my stuff, she would say to me, no, 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 it's okay. Star baby saying that's all that's for a reason because the timing has to be right. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's time. It's not time yet. And mm-hmm. I would get so mad when she'd say that to me. I'm like, come on though. But, but then what is the timing then? Mm-hmm. You know, Tell me. And she's like, it's just not time yet. You've got to, you've got to be patient. Timing is so important for this soul to come through.
0: That's so cool.
1: I could go on. I mean, there's so no, much. I love it. I love it. So, so eventually after the miscarriage, and this is crazy. So I got COVID.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> then I got another test to look at with two freaking right, eyes. Right exactly and so I'm like i'm gonna get canceled again we're finally ready to transfer you know and i went in and um like it had been the the three weeks or whatever i needed to wait and i just thought for some reason for me it's still gonna show up and they'll cancel me well my levels ended up being the best they've ever been like my estrogen was like a normal woman you mm-hmm. know and like high estrogen
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i actually think COVID in some way helped me because it like allow oh, remotes a bit But I've been taking these, these, these Chinese herbs to get my womb ready. I did a full workup of my, my adrenals, which were shit. I mean, that was a whole eye opener for me. I basically, my holistic doctor was like, you're hanging on by a thread. Like you've got to fix yourself before you can get pregnant because your adrenals are so out of control. What did they do to fix that? Supplements. You know, very easy things, just, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a lot, it was like three times a day, like huge handfuls, but mm-hmm. things to support, you know, my adrenals to get mm-hmm. my stress in check. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I did all of those things and I just focused on me and mm-hmm. just like my body. Cause then I had the wake up call. Am I going to die? Like, am I, like, is this, like, you know, I, I need to be around for the daughter that I do have. Like, that's what needs to be my focus. Right. So I just started working on those things and trying to talk to star baby. And I got all the, the card decks, spirit baby card decks and did all the things and just felt really close to this soul.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, like I said, had COVID went in and she's like, we got to seize the day. This is your cycle. And it was a really beautiful transfer. My, my husband and my daughter were both there. So um, awesome. We did a full on meditation. And, um, like, a from the spirit baby book, we did this whole, like reading, I had crystals all over me. I mean, everyone's like, how did your doctor allow this? I'm like, she's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I walked out of there like, how could this not work? I mean, mm-hmm. it's the most beautiful experience versus, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who was like, don't get your it's a shit embryo. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Whereas I changed so. doctors to the most amazing human, Dr. Kashani. Yeah. Um, she's Oh, I love Dr. Kashani. I didn't know that's yeah. who we were talking about. Yes. Yes. She's the best. And so then that's, and this again was the untested practice run that mm-hmm. I'm here now, eight and a half months pregnant with.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So tell me about the moment you found out that it had worked and you were in fact pregnant.
1: So Dr. Kashani actually tested me without telling me. That's why I love her so much. Um, <laughs> she had me come in for something and I, she took a urine sample, but didn't tell me, you know, I, I forget why she said she was, I don't know. I went in or it was way earlier than I should have been testing. It wasn't the time I was expecting a call from her. So I remember she like texted me when I was at like a little soccer thing Flo was doing. She's like, can you talk? and i was like well yeah i mean i'm i'm at this soccer thing but i'll call you she's like well i want jonathan to be with you and i was like oh shit okay is everything okay she was like don't worry i just we're going to talk tonight just call me when you're both together and i was like well she can't know if i'm pregnant or not because i didn't do the blood test mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um but maybe something's wrong like i just was spiraling and i was like jonathan get home get home get home get home totally i would have been spiraling too yeah and so we call her and she's like hey I did something. I'm like, what? And she was like, I, there's a way, I guess you can take urine and spin it and dip it in something. <laughs> I like, love this. As opposed to the blood. I don't know. I don't, it was just like wild. She was like, and I dipped it and it's positive. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What? I, and my whole body like just shivers. I was like, are you serious? She's like, you know, we have a long way to go, but I just wanted to give you this news. Now we're still going to do the blood test, yada, yada, yada. Oh my and I was gosh. Just like, Holy shit! Oh my god, did it really work? Because I hadn't heard those words in so long. I feel we had just been through. Right. I was so convinced it was me, even though they weren't my eggs. You know, Mm -hmm. something was wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And um, you had this on. I think you put this on Instagram, right? I did the phone call because I remember watching that. Yeah, and I was like, I videoed it just because I was like, I don't know what this call is, but I want to capture it. I just want to remember whatever it is. It feels pivotal. Yes. Um, And it's the worst video. You can't even see Jonathan's face and you hear flow in the background. Go what mama, what, you know? (laughs) Um, but it was like such a surreal thing. And I just looked at Jonathan. I was like, this is it. This is it. And he's like, it's don't get your hopes. I was like, no, 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 this is it. I know it. How did you know? How did you feel it? You just, just, I've been talking to this soul for so long that I was just like, this, this is me. This is, this is happening. Like, (gasps) I don't know. I just had all the signs, all the feelings. And I, and I've always told myself too, like, you got to go all in because why not? Right. Like you're still yeah. going to cry your eyes out. If it doesn't work, you're still going to be depressed and grieving and angry and sad and all those things. Like why go half in? Cause you're still going to have all those feelings.
0: Right. Totally. I know it's so I was yeah. just like,
1: I'm believing in this because that's what this baby needs me to do. And I'm going to just go all in mm-hmm. and yeah keep talking and keep singing and, you know, doing the cards and all the things. And Florence is very intuitive as well. And she was like, yeah, mama, this is our baby. Like oh she, my God. Yeah, yeah. This is our baby. She always calls
0: she, it Well, she's baby. been such an integral part of this. You know, it's, it's almost yeah. like you, Jonathan and Florence all together have brought yeah. this baby into the world. You know, you've never shied away from giving her the, the devastating news, right. the good news, you know, she's been all in for all of it. Um, Why has that been so important to you?
1: Well, I just believe in transparency with, with your children, period. You know, I think that like in in, back in the day, like maybe our parents probably tried to protect us from so many things, but, but why, you know, I just, I believe that she deserves, this is her family too. And, you know, we've always been open with her about her conception and how Mm -hmm. she got here. And she can tell any other four-year-old, you know, the world about sperms and eggs and like, <laughs> knows way more about that stuff than the average four-year-old. But I'm proud of that. You know, mm-hmm. and I think she, she's also one of those kids, like she needs to know what's going on. Um, It empowers her. It makes her feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, she's been a big part of, of bringing this and manifesting this, I think too. Um, yeah, totally. I can tell that she has a strong connection with the baby too, which, you know, side note, like there, there is a half genetic relationship now, right. Because we've used a different egg donor, right. They will never be half anything, mm-hmm. you know, like that will not even be a word that we use. Right. Um, but she, she still talks to Luna. I mean, she'll tell me Luna came to my room last night and, oh. you know, yeah. So, I love that. I love that. And I'm noticing,
0: so behind you, there's stars on the wall. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, I know. We have. Different I know
0: that's not an accident.
1: No, it's not. Um, Are you in the nursery? <laughs> I am. And this is a surfboard behind me. Oh, cool. And I'll tell okay. you, this is another message that I got from um, that intuitive friend of mine. She was like, there's something about surfing. You got to get a surfboard in the room. Like this baby is telling me that surfing is going to be a big part of their life. You got to like, they want that in the room. I'm like, I'm buying a surfboard. Oh my <laughs> God. Cool.
0: I so love I it. A
1: surfboard with stars on it. I know. Yes.
0: So was there any point, I mean, I know you're almost there and this baby is almost going to be earth side. Were you, was there any point where you could relax or has it been kind of pins and needles or have you felt, you know, just trusting your gut, trusting all these signs, trusting your intuition? Like how have you felt mentally throughout this whole pregnancy?
1: In the beginning, I was a mess because of the miscarriage I had just had. And because I had seen the two lines and then I saw them go away that I just kept expecting that to happen. So the first trimester was very, very hard for me. And I also was struggling physically. I just was so sick. Um, mm-hmm. and I was just not a nice person. I was anxious. I remember my husband was two minutes late home one night and I lost it on him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. and I was like no, I'm not okay. I'm mm-hmm. spiraling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I think once I started getting, you know, that, like good good numbers and good results and passed some of those tests, once I got into the second trimester, I've just been at peace. I've just felt like everything's going to be okay. I used to have one of those heart rate dopplers. I didn't get one this time. Okay. You know, I just, I think I've just been more trusting um, and like I said, believing in the process and believing that the soul is meant to be. And mm-hmm. I still have the PTSD. Don't get me wrong. I still, I'm like, you know, until that baby's in my arms, like mm-hmm. I have a, a, a glimmer of like, what if, you know, mm-hmm. but I definitely think I have been able to relax more this time than I did with Florence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had never been pregnant before. That was my first time ever being pregnant was with her. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: So is there anything before we wrap that you know now, even further into this process, you know, second kid on the way, like that you wish you knew at the very beginning or that somebody who might be just starting out in this crazy world, you know, needs to know.
1: I think like, and this is, I'm going to get spiritual on you again. Yes, please. I I truly believe that babies choose their mothers. You know, and I think like this baby chose me just like Florence chose me. And once I knew like everything was healthy and it was going to be okay after that first trimester, that's, I just leaned into that. Like I was chosen for this, like whatever is thrown my way. And I I've been in a lot of physical pain now, like my back and pelvic. And I basically go from chair to bed and bed to chair But a message that I got from this, you know, another intuitive friend, she was like, that's the pain, that pain coming out in your body is from all that you held for so long to get to this point.
0: Oh, cool.
1: I know. And so like, just shifting your perspective around, like, why is this so hard to this pain has purpose, Mm -hmm. you know? So I guess my message is like, there's purpose in things and your perspective is so important. And, And to you can choose to be spiraling, you can choose to be anxious, right? Or you can choose to believe and you can choose to be happy and at peace, right? You get to choose that. The outcome is going to be the outcome. None of us can control that. But why borrow worries from the future, right? Why not just live in the now and be happy and give this as be- its best chance versus creating fears that may never happen? you know, because I always tell people like, if it fails or you lose or all that, like, you're going to be sad. You mm-hmm. can't just be half sad, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. be full sad. So like, mm-hmm. happy now. like you owe that to yourself.
0: Yeah. And like, don't rob yourself of those wins and those happy right. moments that might be fleeting, but at least you get to enjoy them. I think that's right. one thing we talk about a lot that I know you do too. Like infertility robs you of these Happy moments because we're all fucking nervous all the time and waiting for the other shoe to drop. So to lean into those wins and you know happy moments and you know when people get pregnant saying I'm pregnant right now, that's all you can you know control is like, it's I think it's easier said
1: than done. But yeah, totally. Even with my miscarriage, I remember just feeling like it's probably gonna go, but I was like, I'm still gonna enjoy it while it's here. You know, I'm I still get to feel pregnant. I still get to be pregnant. You know. And that, you know, I still grieved. Of course, I was terrified and sad when it was over. But I but I still got to live in that moment. And that was that was a good feeling.
0: Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks again to Victoria. Cannot wait to meet this little star baby guys. I just can't thank you enough for being so supportive of the podcast. If you have two seconds and you haven't already, please go over and rate and review it on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps get us noticed and spread the word and help more people. So also check out Fertility Rally if you're looking for support or have any loved ones who are going through this. It is a place I so wish I had when I was in the midst of it. And we're just growing and improving every single day and every single month. We have almost 500 members now globally. So join us. Everyone is welcome. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys next time.